Hello, Visioneers, and welcome to our 100th episode here on Small Business Celebration. Can you believe it? Well, neither can I. But our guest this week, well, he's going to tell us the business behind the tech. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Hello, Visioneers, and welcome to Small Business Celebration. And our guest this week is Morgan Clayton, the founder and president of Teltech. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. For Visioneers who don't know who you are, tell us who you are and what it is that you do. I'm Morgan Clayton, founder and president of Teltech Security, and we are a electronic security company in Bakersfield, California. You've been doing this business for 30... 38 years, started in March of 1982. <laughs> And you have gone through a lot of changes. Transitioned a lot of years, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Part of those transitions, you started out literally, yes, literally selling security systems out of the trunk of your car. 69 El Camino. Wow, wow, <laughs> what color was it? White. White? And do you still have it? I no longer have it because I'm an, a car enthusiast. Uh -huh. People who know me, I love it. But uh, no, as I transitioned, the vehicles with a lot of the requirements for keeping my tools and my equipment safe, you'll see I did one thing. All my vehicles are white, so I kept the tradition <laughs> of keeping that. And that's because obviously white maintains a perspective of clean uh -huh. whenever you look at it. And uh, But I've moved into vehicles now where we can protect the instruments, the technology, and not just have somebody lift it out of the back of the El Camino. So, <laughs> so, so that's why that, that, that we no longer have it. You have grown to being Kern County's, one of Kern County's largest security firms. Yeah, I think so, yeah. We cover 25 cities across California. We have an active employment base that runs between 50 to 75 employees, depending upon season. And we actively take care of about 20,000 customers every day. 20,000 customers every day. That's correct. All from that started in the back of an El Camino. Yep, they all got hungry and I responded, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they all said yes, it's okay. You started the business and you, you had your ups and downs, things sure. grew and whatnot. How did Teltech look in 2007? Wow, well back in 2007 it would have been myself, probably Steve Park and Virgil Correll, the three of us. Uh -huh. um, my El Camino and uh, two vans over on 50 to 528 Butte Street. Okay. Behind the sandstone and brick, for those that remember it, it's not, not there anymore. <laughs> it's now a superintendent of schools. But uh -huh. um, basically what was happening back then was myself and my El Camino going out every day pursuing selling, uh -huh. while the two of those guys were pursuing the installation, service, and maintenance. So we were a small company, about a 600 square foot building, little warehouse in the back with a fence. Uh, no dog named Spot, but basically <laughs> uh, the three of us got up and we worked uh, our tails off basically every day. And in 2007, things were going very well for you. They were, yes, they were. And then 2008 happened. The recession. How did the, that recession change the way Teltech did business? I think the way that it changed was when people have 
resources to do what they want to do, mm -hmm. they normally don't ask 10 questions. But when you only have few resources, mm -hmm. this is what happens and this is what I realize. People do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. Right. If I don't know you, if I don't like you, and I don't trust you, I'm not gonna do business with you. And that was the day that I recognized that business has no color. Ah. Uh. So my point becomes, right. during recessionary periods, people tend to go to their place of comfort, which is their color, their culture, their community. Very normal. Right. If you go to Bakersfield, you can see the 08, the 09, the 07s, you get it. But the key becomes you have to work and you have to transition beyond that if you're going to survive. So I think what I learned was it wasn't a color issue, it was a service issue. People do business with, with people, people they, they know, they like, and they trust. How have you taken that philosophy, the lesson that you learned, into this current recession? I do the same thing that I did then now. If you know me, mm -hmm. if you like me, and if you trust me, you will reach out to me. Right. <laughs> you will contact me, certainly not all 20,000 people. <laughs> but what we do, because we have half of those people we manage through our monitoring system, the other are just transitions, transactions with batteries and systems we've done. But we send emails out, notifications out. But here's the key. The key is not so much the notification, but when you call, I respond. That's the key. You yourself? I respond, yes. So when somebody actually calls you or sends you personally, you respond? I will get a phone call from a customer that's been a client for 35 years. Right. She will be now maybe in her late 80s or 90s. Right. Remind me that her husband's passed on, but remind me of her children and just needs a battery change and she just wants to see me. And you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go sit down, greet her, thank her, put the battery in and remind myself it isn't who I am today but what I was then when she said yes to me. And that philosophy, that battery, it probably cost you more money to take the time to go to that client's house and switch out the battery than you'll actually bring in. But the fact that you did that is worth the word of mouth and gold. It's what we call value. Right. Most people will look at value as a cash exchange, that's not value to me. Mm. Value is when I see you and we talk about how you're doing. And as one woman would say, how are you doing? And look at me when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not an it's not a indirect question. It's not a, a throwaway question. It's a genuine question. How are you? People do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. And if you know me, you're going to look at me. You're going to talk to me. If visionaries want to get in touch with you and learn not only more about Teltech and the services that they offer in the world of security, but actually want to reach out to you, how do they do that? 
You know, you can pick the old method by tr calling my cell, but I won't put that online. <laughs> okay. But the best way is through my email. It's going to be Morgan, M-O-R-J-N, dot Clayton, mm -hmm. at T-E-L-T-E-C.com. That's the fastest way. It comes directly to me. And just say you want to chat. And I'll ask a few key questions. And I will tell you, it will either be a child at the fair who wants me to sponsor her sheep. <laughs> and I've done that. And that's okay. Right. Or it'll be truly a business or a colleague or a friend that wants to reach out and say, hey, I got a question one-on-one. -on -one, and we keep it confidential. I'm all over it. When we come back... We're going to talk about not just the quick fix that we spoke about in this segment, but we're also going to talk about the long-term success of Teltech and what Morgan has done. We'll come right back. Now that we've entered the fourth quarter of 2020 and the economic indicators seem to be rebounding, is your balance sheet saying otherwise? What are you going to do? Who are you going to turn to? Turn to a real human being that has your business interests at heart. Turn to Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors, where a real human being will guide you with real-world expertise and a proven track record that will get your business numbers back on track. Call Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca and get your numbers up. Call Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca today. We're back with Morgan Clayton, the founder and president of Teltech. And one of the things that has made your business work for 30 plus years is the long-term view that you've developed for your business right from the very beginning. Take us through a little bit of, first of all, how did your business evolve from when you were taking, when you're selling systems out of the trunk of your car to when now you've got employees and you've got staff and how did you make that transition and how did the long-term vision of Teltech change? You know, there are two flowing philosophies with that that I hold dear and I'll share both of them with you. Okay. One, Teltech began with a connection and a promise um, in talking to very important people in my life who gave me a sense of purpose. Mm. Uh, going back to the Borden Petrini conferences, going to those with George Martin, and anyone who's in Kern County who's gone to those know the value and the richness of those. Right. And then having him connect with me, connect with Colin Powell, to enrich my knowledge about the value of giving back not money, but the power and who you are and what you know by way of knowledge and grace. How do you do that? By giving it without asking for money. Okay, okay, for example. For example, you will talk to people, a young person will say to you, um, Mr. Clayton, I am struggling with what I should be taking in college coming from high school. Mm -hmm. And do you have time to go to lunch? And the average business person will say, well, I really don't have the time to do that, but what's your question? Right. Well, I will say is, I'll tell you what I'll do. Here's my business card. Here's the process. You call my office. You talk to my administrative assistant. She'll log you onto my 
calendar which logs into my phone. Right. You pick the place, the time, I'll pay for lunch for you to ask the questions. It wow. blows them out of the water. Right. And then they say, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where do I begin? <laughs> and that is the beginning of some really amazing relationships because it's raw material that's being formed. But what you're teaching them is the value of if the appointment is really, really important, they'll make the appointment. Right. If not, you just got your time back. Right. So for me, it was time back. So transitioning through that and then taking what I got from that those two gentlemen and creating Teltech. Tel is a long-term concept of telegraphic communications moving through what we're moving through now. You know, you got digital, analog, digital, mm -hmm. going into the four, 2G, 4G, so you see that. Right. Tech, I always laugh because people always think I misspell tech and I always laugh about them. But I sat down, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a faith walker in my belief of honoring men and women in the state that they were created by God. Right. And recognizing that in that state that you honor, as you would biblically, as they would in the Old Testament, what do you honor? So my last born son is Tyson Eugene Clayton. Nice. And what does that spell? T-E-C. -E so that is the connection of why when I get up every day and think about my whole family as a unit because I have three children and I respect them all equally, love them all equally, they're all dynamic in their own way. Right. But I get up every day with my wife and my children in mind saying that every transaction that I do is based on their value. So how do I treat that transaction? Right. Always with honor, trust, and you do business with people you know and you like and you trust because you're not gonna bring an untrustworthy person in to see your family. Right. So that's how that flows. Sure. Then we get into saying who believes that? The law of belief. The law of belief is simply the people that work here know me very simply. I ask them do they believe in the vision? And the vision is? The vision is when you hear me every day get up and talk about Teltech, which is a family-owned business. Right. Do you believe in family? And when I paint that picture before you, which is a raw picture in a penciled state with no picture, it's just a picture, it's a canvas, but you see the framework. When I put the paintbrush in your hand, do you see yourself in that vision? Do you see yourself as the grass, the tree, what part of this family do you see yourself connected to? Are you the roof? I see myself as the foundation. I see my daughter and my sons as the roof. My employees are the doors, the windows to hold together. So we need each other to make this work. So all of the people here see themselves in the vision. And for those who come and have gone, they simply recognize that they built a piece of themselves to be better somewhere else, but they never forget the foundation. So that's the connection. There's a lot of people who know that you're very involved with the community, but there's some things that they may not know. You're, you're one of the partners of Kern Venture Group. Yes. And John Paul Lake was a guest <laughs> on the program. And he, he briefly spoke about you off camera about your involvement and how appreciative he is of you. Yeah. For visioneers 
who see this as possibly a dichotomy of those values. Tell us, why are you in funding and financing of businesses? Here's why. You know, one of the things I find that is so important is to understand the value of money and its purpose. Ah, its purpose. Its purpose. Right. It is a tool. Right. It is not a power, it is a tool. Why? Just die and see if it goes with you. <laughs> right, exactly. Tool. Right, right. So here's where the tool breaks. When a business usually begins, most people, by sheer mistake, combine their personal checkbook and their business checkbook together, which is the wrong way to start in business, but people start that way. Right. So what you learn is if you separate your finances from home from the business idea you have, you will see the true balance of value and work you have to have. Right. One feeds the other while the other supports the other. I believe that it's very important when you walk back in your faith along with how you are, you never expense yourself 100% on anything. Why? Because you can run out of gas. Right. When a recession comes, you may need to help others along with yourself. Some would argue that in business, you're gonna get further by helping more people get what they want in order to get what you want. I agree with that, but I think, I believe in this philosophy, not knowing where it connects to that statement. I'm neither in front of you or in back of you. Mm. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna come alongside you and we'll do it together. So if we do it together, your, tr your talent plus my talent together is going to build back and front faster right. than if you're in the back of the front. So I believe in together because a rope that's blindly tying together, that's scriptural, <laughs> is going to be stronger sure. walking together. Well, I will tell you, that's what J.P. Lake is. He is someone that I knew of. I know of his mom, his dad, his family very successful family, very, very spiritual family, always respected them, have done business with the, with the organization, but what I found very, very deep and appreciative about him was his honesty. People do business with people they know, they like, and they trust, and when he and I talked about our belief in education, the power of having the right person in the right seat with the right knowledge doing the right thing, for our kids coming alongside, right. why would you not put your resource with that to make it stronger? Right. So anything he does, he can call me, but don't pass my phone number. Like <laughs> I think he already <laughs> has it. <laughs> but, but I believe in what he does. I right. mean, he doesn't need my resource, but he does need resources because it's validation. Right. So yeah, so I so that's what that is. So coming alongside to improve the quality of what we all believe and make it better, rise all tides together, not in front or back. When we come right back, we're going to talk about something that Morgan generally doesn't talk about, at least not in public anyway. I'm gonna get right back. <laughs> One. 100 episodes. Can you believe this? We've been doing this consecutively for 100 weeks here on Small Business Celebration, and it's all 
because of you. And we're starting a brand new series on recovering from the recession. And we need your help. We'd love to get ideas from you, things you'd like to learn about, people you'd like to hear from here on Small Business Celebration. So let us know on social media, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know. And as always, with Small Business Celebration, remember to like, subscribe, notify, and tell a friend, and thank you. We're back with Morgan Clayton, the founder and president of Teltech, and you have a very firm line between your business public life and your private life. And I wanted to explore that a little bit with you because you're not the only business owner that feels this way. Why? When you put on your professional hat and you walk out to doing people you know, you like, and you trust, there is an expectation of professionalism, which is he's going to respond, mm -hmm. he's going to do what I ask him to do at a quality I can afford and he can afford, and it's a fair exchange and it's win-win. Right. When I get home, that's not nurturing. Nurturing is when I go home and it's not an exchange, it's not a cost. It's me taking off my shirt, putting on my old jeans. <laughs> uh, As my wife says, the comfy cozies. Like, yes, and here's what, what happens. I get in my garden, mm -hmm. uh, I will go out and plant seed or I'll work on my trees or I'll be in a reflective mode, and what I'm asking at that time is non-judgment. Mm. Because I wanna be in a perspective of reflection for me to think about possibly the scriptures or books I've read today, uh, whether I'm reading you know, Lincoln's Daily Devotional, uh, going in and saying, in these times where we're having all this racial stuff, what was Lincoln thinking at the time? Mm as the President of the United States dealing with that very issue. Right. That's what I'm reading today, is mm -hmm. thinking about what would be, what is, what is my accountability and behavior? First of all, to my, my spiritual self, then my moral self, to my brothers and sisters, irregardless of race, but they're people who serve with me day to day. Right. Uh, the framework and the, paint work, the painting I told you about. Right. My children who are looking at me saying, does he walk the talk and does he believe in his own words? And I'm out in those reflective modes thinking, wow, you know, here's the key. I can laugh, I can cry, <laughs> I can say, I'm really, excuse the term, pissed off about something. <laughs> sure. And I'm not judged. So I value my personal time because it's the time I know I'm not judged. Because at work, I don't care what people say, what level, whether you're the janitor, the cook, or the president, CEO, founder, everyone's judged by performance. Right. Did we do it on time, at the time we said we would, with the result we wanted, and in my personal time, <laughs> there is no time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my time. Right. So uh, I like to cook. Mm -hmm. I like to 
watch the cooking channel to, to create my own menus. Right. I like to write. I like music of all different kinds of venues. Why? I'm pulling out stories from country western. I'm pulling out special nuances of what venues are in music to make me better, make me a better person. And I can't be a better person with all that noise. Right. Which is, I need you to do this, I need you to do this. Right. Are you with me? So I have to separate it. Right. So when I walk away from this, I'm in that menu. It sounds like you're one of many people that I've interviewed and spoken to who had to learn your social skills because you didn't come by them naturally. And you take the time to sit back and reflect, oh, I shouldn't have said that, or I said that and it was effective. It sounds like that's how you spend your quiet time and that's affected your business. Very much so because you know they say if you want to get something done, give it to a highly effective person. Right. But a highly effective person has to know how they manage their own time. Right. And if you don't, I will tell you, people will take your time. Right. Ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way. One of the th one of the things that I've known for quite some time is that successful business owners read, and you. To say you're a voracious reader is an understatement. You can't see this on camera, but he's got books everywhere and paper and everything else. What are you reading right now? Well, the two in real time, which was The Advantage by Lynchoni. He's a local uh, writer. Uh, really liked the idea of going in and kind of analyzing the business and looking at it from his perspective and because he's local, right? Not, right. Only buy, right? not only supporting, but I want to get deep knowledge out of it. Right. And then once you read that, you go, but there's this whole idea of, of, we talked about it earlier, and people are feeling with COVID times losing traction. Right. So there's this book called Traction, which really talks and, about. And who, who wrote Traction? Uh, Gino Wickerman. Okay. Wickman. Okay. Uh, and he talks about this whole idea of how you get in and you become a better seller, deeper, better how. How do, how do those tools unravel? And I won't give you the secrets because they should buy the book and read it. <laughs> but it's a good book. Right. And then you back into, which is really crazy, my Lincoln Day the Devotional, which was Lincoln sitting down in Congress and talking to all these smart people and people trying to balance budgets and widgets, which is what they're trying to do today. Right. And bringing back this simple reason of him getting into scripture, finding out what is the true value of man. Mm. What is it? And right. if the true value of man is to love our brother and sister, right. then I love you irregardless of your race. I love you irregardless of how much money you have or maybe not have. Right. Homeless person on the corner. Right. Or my responsibility that when somebody calls from a school district or a board that says, we really want you to join our board, because not, not so much because of your name, but because of your experiences and what you may bring, and me saying no because I'm too busy? Of course not. Right. So I take these books and I pull them out, and then I convert them into our Thursday meetings. Right. And our Thursday meetings, I'll ask a question. Uh, uh, for example, the question I asked today of my team was, Tell me who you are, what you do here, and what you really, really like about your job and share that with your peers. 
and we everybody goes around and they talk about it. Right. And then I said, well, what's the one thing we need to do to improve the nature of who we are? So I really think that reading books cracks open the wisdom and the history of others. And what I'm looking for are the nuggets within the books. And I mean, I get into some interesting ones and, I, and most of them have something. You take this, you, you take education a step further and you gave the example earlier of buying somebody else lunch to give them the opportunity to ask their questions. Why has education been such a fundamental give back to the community for you? Was it something that stemmed from your development as a youth? Is it something that you're giving back from that you learned because of your successes in development of the business? Why is education and giving back to the community such a, such a big deal? Well, I've never discussed this, but here's the raw state. It's because I didn't get it. Okay. I was born, family broken, mm -hmm. mother and father deceased, had to pretty much self-raise myself and my brothers and sisters were scattered abroad. I wanted to be an architect. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to go to Cal Poly, but instead God chose me to be homeless and work my way as a self-educated person. Mm. I, I love books because I stayed in the libraries reading books all the time to understand how lights work and how cabling works and got a job learning how to do that and building myself up enough to take my state exams to get my contractor's license, getting married, and my wife has her degree, and here's the truth of it. We had discussed me going back to college and finishing up getting my degree, and I was excited about getting my extended degree. Had all of the Bakersfield College night classes, had everything set up, but I, there was a decision that had to be made. Hmm. Either I was going to go on to an extended university and get a degree or invest in my children getting a degree. Hmm. It doesn't sound like there was a decision at all. My daughter is a graduate from Pepperdine. My oldest son is a graduate of Pepperdine, and Tyson, my youngest, is a graduate of UCLA. Mission accomplished, and God made the right choice. What is one thing that Vision Your Nation could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? They always started out the same way. You don't, if the one piece of advice I give, I would give to a person, and it's really not so much advice as much as it is the first step, is that people do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. Right. I can't get to those if I don't know you. So I think the first thing I tell people is this, and this is the answer to your question. Right because I really was pondering on how I would answer today. If you truly want to be successful, listen to what people are asking for, what they're asking for, right. and give it to them in the framework and the affordability that they see it, mm. and then you, you respond and deliver it, not make them come to you.
but and, you. And that's that's important. That's key. And, and because we've heard a lot of people talk about you know listen to your customer, listen to your customer, but you framed it much more poignantly, which is in the avenue they can afford it. Let me share it to you like I shared it with my children. Right. And I believe this today. If you and I were going to have a party mm -hmm. for our two children who are best friends, they're two just knucklehead two-year-olds. Right. We got 50 bucks. I'm going to say, you know what, let's do this. Let's go to the dollar store. Let's get a couple of balloons, a card, and let's just take them to the park and have a whale of a time. And guess what? I'll buy you a steak and a soda after that because we can afford it. Right. <laughs> right. Or you can go to the most expensive place and blow that 50 bucks and not have any enjoyment. My point is value proposition is what I'm saying. Live within the realm of what you can afford. Going back scripturally, recognizing, always leaving something back so you can enjoy yourself. And then realize this, one day you will walk into the Nordstrom experience and you will say, you know, I want that. I really want it and I've saved for it and I can afford it. Buy it. Right. That's why I drive a car. Buy it, right? Right. But when you buy it, buy it with the idea of knowing this. If you don't like it, you can take it back. Right. Most people will buy things, I call those the hoarders. Right. <laughs> and you will see people buying things over and over and over. But if you took the money and say, what if we had just 20% of that back in the bank? Maybe not bank, but maybe invested in youth or community projects or maybe seed for people to plant a little community garden. And you start realizing, and I can say this, most of the stuff that we have is just stuff. So here's my point, summarizing it down. Every day, wake up and realize you have a choice to, to live the dollar experience or the Nordstrom experience, and they're both oh. Okay. They're both okay. They're both okay. Morgan, yeah. this has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for being on Small Business Celebration. This has been a real treat. Thank you. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. I really, really enjoyed it. And you cracked it, a couple of eggs that most people have been trying to get me to crack. I didn't crack them, but you cracked them today. So there you go. Thank well, you. it's our pleasure, and it's been a treat. Thank you. You bet. You're welcome. Now that we've entered the fourth quarter of 2020, and the economic indicators seem to be rebounding, is your balance sheet saying otherwise? What are you going to do? Who are you going to turn to? Turn to a real human being that has your business interests at heart. Turn to Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors where a real human being will guide you with real world expertise and a proven track record that will get your business numbers back on track. Call Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca and get your numbers up. Call Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca today. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world not as it is, but as it could be and is willing to do something about it. 
A Visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A Visioneer gives value first because Visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer Tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business. Hello, Visioneers, and welcome to some bonus material here on Small Business Celebration. Usually we have about 30 minutes that we have for each of our guests, and sometimes they run long and a bunch of it ends up on the proverbial cutting room floor, but with Morgan, I could have gone on for two or three hours. And as a result, we have a few added gems just for you. But you also do something that's also important here. And that is, you, and we talk about this a lot in this program, is you give value first. Yes. Over and over and over again. That battery doesn't cost very much. Your time is very valuable, and yet you're giving value beyond. How have you been able to relay this or put this into the processes or the systems of Teltech? Because you are no longer selling systems out of the trunk of your El Camino. No. You now have people that you have to communicate this to. How have you effectively done that? How I've effectively done that in the business model is through performance reviews. Mm. In your one portion or segment of our performance review is your community reinvestment. Community reinvestment, what's that? And that means if you were my employee and you were sitting before me, I would say this to you. 80% of your time is mine. You're going to work and do what you have to do to get your income. But the other 20%, you're still here. Mm. But you're thinking about your church. You're thinking about your wife, your kids. So why don't you get engaged with that? I want to know what really you're excited about. Do you like to hunt? Do you like, what do you like to do? Play right. an instrument? And we want to tie that into your performance review that says, how much time did you put into your kids? Mm -hmm. How much time did you put into your church? And that becomes a part of your wage analysis mm. because we've had some people like me who tend to be classified as workaholics. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I have to hold myself accountable mm -hmm. in that 20% because I have to demonstrate the behavior that I want. So when they look at my portfolio of community investment, you will see I'm engaged on boards, I'm engaged with children, with youth. So when I ask them, they know that it is a trust question. 
he's demonstrating the behavior that he wants. So once you go through this and you separate the two, you begin to get up at 4.30 (laughs) because you realize that the business side is asking you, are you a hunter or a gatherer? Right. If you and are, for those who don't understand the difference, what is the difference between a hunter and a gatherer? A hunter is someone who plans, sees the direction of where they want to go, which in my case, the easiest term. You and I want to find a new pathway to go hunting. Mm-hmm. So the gatherer just walks the trail because they're just looking at trails that have already been traveled. Right. I'm not interested in that. I'm going to go up the tree to the very top and look around the whole forest and say, here's a, all those guys have been going that way forever. <laughs> Let you and I go this way, right. and we'll get there half the time, and we can do more. Right. So the, the hunter takes and perceives what others have done and envision it far beyond where others have gone, i.e. Microsoft and Apple and all the other great people. Right. A gatherer we need every day, and a nurturer. We got all these people in our businesses. Why? Because at the end of the day, once we hunt, someone's got to take care of it. Someone's got to clean it. All of us may participate and cook in it. And so therefore, that's where that whole piece where everybody has a piece to play. So I'm a hunter. I understand. I love to pursue. I know doesn't bother me. I love yeses, but... When I get no's, I study why, and right. I research two things. I may not do business with you, but I still may like want to hang out with you because you, you seem like you're somebody that I really want to connect with knowledge-wise. Right. But I've also seen people I've done business with where I just want to do a transaction, make them happy, and move on because their philosophy of life might be different than mine. Right. And that's okay. It's just the way we, we play the game. And so hunter-gatherer. And then once I get those states in mind... I then come into the business realm and I say this, and my children have heard me talk about this, are they hunters or gatherers? Right. And the one interesting thing about business people is all of our children are not hunters. They're not designed right. to be leaders. Right. But just because they're not leaders doesn't mean they don't deserve the equal respect of how the resources are managed. Somebody has to say, don't go there, there's a tar pit. <laughs> or, or, or we can't afford that. Right. You right. know, or right. to say, Small is okay. You know why? Because after we spend on small, we can have ice cream. (laughs) 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 Because some people are still buying the bigger thing. Right. And so it's balanced. So, right. Sure. But basically, what I'm saying is you have to understand that there has to be, and and I I can, oh my gosh, I can hear some of my YPO friends saying this. We had a conversation and we were just talking about time, and I can't get outside this confidentiality box, but they broke this shell on me because I was so time regimented. Right. And they know that they'll, they'll, when they see this, they'll know the joke about it. But <laughs> basically it's, I basically got down to where I set specific appointments with myself for time. Right. right. And, I, and, 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 and the shell broken was, that's ludicrous. You, you naturally know when you should be able to relax or go hunting right. or fishing. My life was so wound up at one point, I didn't have any of that. But I understand it more today. So the key becomes knowing who you are within your time. And when time stops, that's okay. 
when you were so wound up and you were so tight like that, there was, it sounds like there was a moment where something happened that you realized, I, this is not sustainable. What happened? I'll keep it very simple. Sure. God created this real interesting mechanism, but none of us really think about it. Okay. We were given 24 hours. Mm -hmm. You can't change it. You can't deduct from it. You can't add to it. You can only accomplish what you want in it. Mm. I put so much into that 24 that at the end of the day, I didn't get it back. It right. just did what it started all over. And that was insane. <laughs> <laughs> right. say, if you want to know the, the definition of insanity, is people doing the same thing over, so you're working over and over and over to accomplish what? Right. Build a bigger barn, build a bigger what? For what? Right. Okay, I get accomplishment. Right. But at some point, you want to sit back as I do. My daughter's my general manager. Right. I can watch, I, yeah, great. My son's a coder down in Los Angeles for the corporation. My other son drives social media. And I see accomplishment and I feel value. And my wife has her business. I feel value in that. But to not have any of that and just to say I put in 24 and I hypothetically have X amount of dollars to do what? Tell my buddies I got that? It's, there's got to be a value. And then come back to loving yourself enough to know that you've left something beyond money to people, which is that moral fiber. Right, right. Yeah. And that's what you learn in business is you can plan and plant the straightest, most beautiful tree, i.e. business, have the greatest plans, fruit, which is customers, and a storm, i.e. birds can come over the top of that and rip it apart. And you can either accept the fact it's failure, or in my case it wasn't, it was just trim it back. Right. Make sure I've got some good soil on it. Probably call my buddies at Grimley or Bolthouse, whoever, and get some good knowledge about it. Start over. And I think in our cases with this COVID thing, it's really interesting. We're learning how to start over. Right. We're learning how to listen differently, crazy, educate ourselves differently, <coughs> talk to our kids differently. <laughs> but more importantly, we're walking side by side still. That's where I'm at. So I'll close on that. I just want to make sure as I close this, I'm a side-by-side -side kind of guy. I want you to read your best book, do your best garden thing, do your best food thing, and email me and tell me what you're doing. That's what I'm all about. But if it's work, I'm ready. You know, that can. Anyway, there you go.